I'm from a little town in the foothills of the Rockies called... I don't remember. It was an ordinary sort of place. If anything exciting ever happened, I've forgotten it. I think everybody knew everybody else. It must have been a friendly sort of place. But then, out of a clear sky, the wind blew through our town. Welcome back, everyone. You are listening to the Me and My Dad Watch Anime Podcast, where I have the intelligence of a five-year-old. My name is Drew, and I'm here with my dad, David. Greetings, friends. And this week, we watch Kazuo Yamazaki's A Wind Named Amnesia. But before we get into the show... Let's let the people know. Dad, what are we under the influence of? In this episode, we are under the influence of a apothic cab. Maybe sort of like apocalyptic. I Yeah, I put the, the two and two together there. I thought that was what you're probably going to yeah, reach tr- for. Yeah, I'm reaching least. for it for sure. It smells really nice. I poured yeah. myself already. The pre-pardon pour since you hit the, that one every week. So. Yeah, it's a 2019. And this one even lists its style. Smooth and full-bodied. It's my favorite, dude. From California. All right, hit him with the pardon pour. Let's hit him with the pardon pour. Nice. That was a full body glass. Nobody can see this, but it's all the way to the brim. We're in our white tees as usual. Oh, yeah. It's going to be a special (laughs) podcast. Yeah, 25, and we (laughs) fucked it up. And we had the guest on 24, so it's a good way to start it off. White teed out, drinking wine. So, Dad, now that we're, uh, I guess, have our lubrications all poured out, what do you want to tell me about this movie? It's a Madhouse Studio uh, release in 1990, Mm -hmm. and it's based on a Japanese novel authored by... uh, Hideyuki? What? Hideyuki? Hideyuki... Kikuchi? Kikuchi, of Wicked City fame. Mm Mm-hmm. And uh, mercifully, this one has a runtime of only 80 minutes. Thank God, dude. This yeah. movie was fucking asshole. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this is uh, one of those, uh, it's so bad, maybe it's good in terms of its comedic value. <sighs> I don't know. I mean, you're going to bring up a point that I'm going to tear to shreds, but go right ahead. Okay. And uh, Kawajiri has writing credits on this mm-hmm. from uh, Ninja Scroll, which I don't know. It wasn't as misogynistic as he usually goes. Usually the women are either much more sexually assaulted than they were in this movie. It seemed yeah. like they had some agency here. It was definitely some gratuitous um, nudity. I yeah. mean, it just seems like they literally had to go, okay, like, let's throw in the boobs. Yeah. The beach scene was my first indication, like, oh, this is a Kawahiri yeah. movie. Yeah. And um, according to uh, Wikipedia, the critics have generally considered this film thought-provoking and cerebral. Mm-hmm. Wikipedia critics is, is a good uh, preface to that because this movie was not thought-provoking or cerebral. Yeah, I'd like to know the person that's um, you know doing the edits on the uh, on this one. Well, most of, the, most of Wikipedia is all men. It's like 80% of men, so maybe they just got off on the various... Uh, I guess, slip-ins of sex. Either that or we certainly don't know what the hell we're talking about <coughs> or what we're watching. I don't think we ever do. 
probably not. <laughs> and uh, some of the fun facts, and uh, there wasn't really a lot of information out there about this one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I'll bring that up with Rotten Tomatoes, too. But I thought it was sort of funny because the voice cast has four actors whose only dialogue are grunts. And they are unchanged in the English dub. I really, I would really love to know what the the paycheck for that was. It's like, all right, you're yeah. being cast in this new movie. It's about a post apocalyptic world, and you don't speak at all, yeah. but you do make. You can imagine uh, their agent calling them like, "Hey, I got a, I got a voice, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> this part is for you in an anime, and uh, how's your grunts? Yeah, because <laughs> that's all you got to do. I'm on. They the want you to do a reading. Yeah, this is a conference call right now. I start grunting <laughs> in the fucking mic, and um. I guess the girl from Internal City is uh, named Lisa Simpson, mm-hmm. and some people have said that's sort of a nod to The Simpsons. It has to be. It I guess so, because they also mentioned 20th Century Fox. So I didn't pick up on that, but I, I didn't definitely either, got but the it said Simpson it was in thing. there. Uh-huh. And uh, this is a first. Rotten Tomatoes has zero reviews. None from anybody. No. Nobody's reviewed. There was like fifty, I guess, supposed um, you know, audience reviews, but I guess that's not enough to give wow. they didn't even show a rating. So this is a first. So Rotten Tomatoes, nothing. You uh you actually really do see that reflected in the letterbox this week because there was only a, a couple pages of those and really no reviews. Like I, I picked out whatever I could find, but the, the pickings were slim. This is either a movie that nobody's seen or everybody thought was so bad that it wasn't worth even engaging in online. Yeah, this one, I guess, has been lost in the yeah. anime experience. But um, Just like the rest of the characters, I hope we also forget about this movie by yeah. the end of it. That's what I was going to say. I yeah. mean, it seems like people maybe watch it and then for some reason forget about it. And it's like, well, yeah, they yeah. just, you know, overcame by amnesia. They're so thrown off for this sex at the end. But, you know, we'll, we'll jump into that. Let's just do the uh, the letterbox here. We got one star by Simulated Yoshi on July 29th, or yeah, July 29th, 2019. An absolute experience. I dare say a complete experience. And I think Simulated Yoshi is being facetious here because this movie, in conceptually, I mean, I can see it being like a really cool like HBO Max series or something like that, but... This was underdeveloped in my Honestly, mind. they, yeah, they, I mean, I just think they, the screenplay was trash. I mean, it just seemed like they just didn't really, mm-hmm. they could have done a lot more with this. And it's uh, a cool idea. Yeah. Like everybody, a wind comes through the world and erases everyone's memory and they have to all go back to, I guess, being babies. I mean, that has some like potential, but. Yeah, it would have been, but yeah, they butchered it. Maybe we need to, you know, when we get to the live action Netflix recast, we'll also do our own fucking script. <laughs> All right, another two stars by DJ Kenton on January 25th, 2021. Some striking animation doesn't save this very dumb film. Dumb film. Its plot makes little to no sense. I'd say it's best put on during at a party while music is played. It'd be an interesting background piece, but little else. What kind of fucking loser is putting this movie on at a party? Yeah. It's like, all right, dude, I'm going to go put some fucking drizzy on the... Uh, hey, does anybody want to watch a Wind Name Amnesia? Not even that. Just putting it on the background. It's like someone's like bumping hip hop on the speakers. Like, let me just man something on the TV. You're not putting on a fight. You're putting on a Wind Name Amnesia. Like, you're the weebiest dude in the room. Well, I can only imagine what this party's all about, so... Yeah. Well, these comments were revealing in a couple of different ways, and I'll get to the one that I'm... <laughs> it's in the next one here, but... Uh, Three stars by Frankie. It's a star. On June 28, 2020, better than the happening. 
Have you seen The Happening with M. Night? I have. Yeah? Would you think this is better than The Happening? Because I don't. Even though The Happening is stupid. No, it's not better. Yeah. But it's not far behind. No, I'm just... <laughs> well, I mean, <laughs> I think I honestly went down into like a deep dive. I was like trying to remember exactly what The Happening was all about. And in retrospect, people have made the case for it being like a decent B-movie in terms of how campy it is in some respects and how maybe some things can be interpreted uh, a little bit uh, more nice towards the movie in the in this particular time, but it's it's lost. I movie. remember we actually saw it in, you know, in the theaters. and Did you? Yeah, we went and saw it. Did and we? I don't remember it being... I mean, I remember it, and I don't remember coming out of it saying, like, oh, what a waste of money. Mm-hmm. But, I mean, obviously uh, M. Night was... Uh, you know, there was always high expectations that he was going to make some kind of comeback, and he just never could, like, achieve, you Well, know. his TV show is apparently really highly regarded, right? Servant? The one with a dog? Yeah, that yeah. actually is pretty interesting, but I never finished watching it. Yeah. I guess, what, Mark Wahlberg and Zoe Deschanel, those are pretty asexual actors in my mind. I don't think they even <laughs> have chemistry with each other, so that was just a bad idea for M. Night there. So try to avoid Marky Mark, especially since he beat the shit out of a bunch of people when he was younger. It was awful. All right, three stars by Aaron Braswell. Yeah, just slipped that one by you. <laughs> On December 2019, 20s. Uh, yeah, whatever. The guy reminds me of Griffith, and it's not a bad thing. I also like this movie because it makes me feel really lonely. Two things I have on this comment. Who the fuck is Griffith? And Another what- <laughs> name drop. Another name drop, but also you like it because it makes you feel lonely. That's like a weird reason to... I guess there's some artists... I mean... Honestly, I'll get to this artist later, but Phoebe Bridger's music does make me feel lonely, but like in a cool way. This movie is stupid. How you're even like it at all enough to give it three stars, Aaron, is beyond me. Uh, makes me feel lonely. Yeah. <laughs> it's just a loner. <laughs> Likes to put it on feel bad about himself. And uh, three stars by Sean on September 20th, 2019. Part of long. Oh, yeah. This was a part of a longer comment. But he watched this because John McAfee mentioned it on Twitter. Do you know about John McAfee? I do. How he's just declined yeah. into this fucking psychopath? Yeah. Well, I included it's the- like po- out in like Guatemala or Brazil yeah. or something, like killing people. Yeah, he's, he's definitely lost it. Well, I, I included the actual uh, the picture of the poll that he did. And he fucking asked three different questions all related to the first one. So the first one is like, I'm collecting statistics on classic Japanese anime. I'd love to know what percentage of my followers have heard or seen this anime, and it's a win named Amnesia. Almost nobody has seen it. It's like less than 25, 79.8. Then he asked two more questions. Poll number two. In reference to the previous poll, do you think the actual answer is greater than 58? Everybody says no. And then he asked a third question. <laughs> is the above poll in response true to reality? And everybody says yes. So like, I don't know what he needed to understand that nobody watched this movie, but... He was apparently shocked. And I just think it's funny that, I don't know. Yeah, if I would have read this Twitter feed, I probably wouldn't have watched the movie. Well, for John McAfee to <laughs> fucking find the time in his day, uh, aside from killing people in Guatemala, too, it's, I guess think about Japanese anime. Enough to question his followers three times about it is it's beyond me. <laughs> and then uh, one last review by Shy with four stars on January 11, 2021. I was shocked by the nipples. And... <laughs> I I mean, I was shocked that they were there. Well, yeah, the the fact that it even happened is really sort of the problem. But Wataru, is that instinctual just to start like sucking tits? Because he's been reset. Wataru has has no memory, has no 
inclination of what sex is unless he was fucking Johnny. That obviously is just a, an inherent part of being a man. Yeah. It's just a natural... You just you know, want to pop the titty in your I mouth? I guess so. It just, you know... Oh, yeah, it goes dude. back to being a baby, I guess. <laughs> yeah, it's all instinct. When it's just... He just didn't know why, but he's like, I'm drawn to it. Yeah. And just like, I'm supposed to be sucking on this. I have to caress this with my tongue. <laughs> no, I, I, I understand that. Now that I've said it, it does Well, considering right. in Fist of the North Star, they had, you know, a girl that, I can't remember her character, but they came oh. out and she had no nipples. So I'm just <laughs> like, you know, this time period, I was thinking maybe they were just like, hey, you know, you can have some breasts, but we don't mm. want the nipples out there. We should have barbied all these people, dude. This is the reason why nobody leaves their fucking house in uh, Japan. All these hikimoris, they love the animated nipples. They need to be able to move on. <laughs> I was shocked by them. Yeah. Oh, my God. I, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anime <Shocked>. nipples. <laughs> I was shocked, dude. <laughs> Well, I'm glad we've uh, illuminated the internet's thoughts on nipples at the very it least. It had to have been his first anime. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's never seen them on himself. Yeah. He just looks down and like, what the fuck are these, dude? But, uh, Dad, did you have anything you wanted to shine your spotlight on? Um, the beginning, I, it seemed like it just went on this long narrated opening explaining how we got here, where this is, comes into the... Where they could have probably, you know, used all this backstory in the movie, you know, and they just sort yeah. of like they had to put all this precursor stuff in there. I just thought that was well, the of... voiceover, like when you see that in a movie, most of the time, that's a pretty big red flag. Obviously, yeah. there's movies that that doesn't really pertain to like Goodfellas is one of those like narration is good. But I feel like a lot of voiceovers are just ass. Yeah. Well, this one was bad. Yeah. Far for sure. Concerned. For sure. And then. uh when Johnny, you know, puts that uh, brain helmet or whatever you want to call it, you know, mm. and infuses, you know, intelligence back into him, I was like, why did he stop at like five years old? And mm. um, maybe that's all he could take. But yeah. I kept like, you know, wanting him to like, you know, come out, you know, like Neo in the Matrix and just like <laughs> pop out of it and say, I know Kung Fu. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been a much better movie. It would have been uh, at least interesting. I'd have that reference versus the fucking Lisa Simpson one, which didn't pay off in my mind. But yeah, dude, that that was a weird thing to have it capped at five years. And then obviously they use it a little bit more, but just get him up to like, you know, like, what is this? Oh, that's a chair. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, you're doing good. And, you know, then he becomes some, you know, super uh, marksman. And, you know, he's, mm. you know, it doesn't take him long to. Uh, yeah, he's an absolute dead shot, but he can barely fucking remember what the difference between a pedal and a, a fucking table is. Yeah. So good for him for at least having some skills. But Christ, dude. Get and smart. Uh, I had to laugh <laughs> when they had the classic meadow run. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> where the two Simpson, you know, the daughter and, you know, she realizes where I'm not sure how all of a sudden they realize, or I guess maybe because they were in the internal city that they mm. had some semblance of memories. And all of a sudden it comes to, you know, she realizes that it's her father. Yeah. That's almost like a plot hole, though. Like how she does come to that realization, how nobody else has had any sort of memory. Like, I think they just wanted to kick her out of the freaking Jeep. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, we can't have her in this part of the thing. So she has to get her memory back. And then, She would compromise the sex. You know, scene. there's that long scene. They're, they're running towards each other, you know, in like stop motion. And I'm like, oh, my gosh. I don't know if I would ever... Honestly, Dad, I love Maybe you, but Maybe that I, was the beginning of the classic Meadow Run. No way. <laughs> this, is not the, this is not treading water on fucking anything with that, that classic Meadow Run. I was going to say, I love you, but I would... I, I don't know if I could ever feasibly run at you like that in like being so happy to see you. No offense, but I don't know if I'll ever Meadow Run for anybody in my life. That yeah. seems a little much. 
And then, you know, we just got hot aliens. I mean, Very if they're going to come, they better be hot. But I've got problems with aliens that I'll I'll bring up later. Yeah, we've, my takeaways. we've had a lot of episodes lately about hot aliens, or at least like subject matter. Yeah. I guess it came back when the, the Irish exit was on. But this one, I guess it's always the question is like, if they're humanoid aliens, do they have weird genitals? Or like, what's the difference? Is there any difference at all? Because she could very well look like a human or even pretending to be a human. And then her vagina is just like a fucking opening of an octopus mouth. Like, Well, you know. that's usually what they try to portray, that aliens always take the form mm-hmm. of us, you know, to infiltrate us and so forth. But they're some kind of hideous, like, you know, octopus type looking thing or something like that. But uh-huh. I, I'm going to, I guess I should just say it now. Like, do you think Wataru was at least decent enough in bed for her to, like, think about getting her people to give the memory back? Because... <laughs> Obviously, Wataru has no idea about almost anything except shooting basic rudimentary English and like some places in the United States. There's no way that he knows how to fuck. There's no way he knows how to dick down this lady enough for like to win his uh, whole species memory back. So he probably nutted like re- right yeah, away. I don't think, you know, sex was part of his, you know, train brain upload <clears throat> that he got from Johnny. <laughs> it should have been. If he got up to like 14 at the very least, he should know how to jerk off. So. I guess that's just part of our instinctual, as, you know, humans, we probably just know, uh-huh. I guess. I don't know. Yeah, well, honestly, like, dude, I mean, there's, <laughs> you know pretty early that you want to stick your boner in something. <laughs> it doesn't feel like you get it hard at some point. It's like, well, my hand's just not cutting anymore. Either it's going to be the couch cushion or someone's butt cheeks. Like, uh, I need to get it in there. And this goes right into my uh, my my spotlight, which... Was the topless beach in the DTF aliens where <laughs> Kawahiri almost, almost held it off. He's had some pretty deplorable, uh, I guess, movies that we, we've come under. And Wicked City is the, the pinnacle of the bad. But like, I'll tell you, though, as soon as they said they were going to the beach, I knew it was coming. Really? <laughs> you just knew. I mean, as soon as she sits there, you're like, yep, top's coming off. <clears throat> She's going to start running out, you know. Well, she could have had even like a bra, but she just, he kept the panties on. So yeah. obviously Cow here doesn't like draw a pussy, but. And I mean, plus she's got the Daisy Dukes on and everything. I mean, she <laughs> she's just primed for like, oh yeah, we're going to have a hot little chick running on the beach, you yeah. know, topless. Very, so. very exploitive. And it just cannot be stated just like how out of nowhere this sex scene is. Like there's nothing that's indicating that she is even interested in that type of stuff. And then all of a sudden she's like making the moves on him. He doesn't approach her at all. He's like, all right, she's, <laughs> she's, she's leaning in the sunset. Well, no, they actually do have that one scene where he's watching the sunset right? yeah and then yeah, they yeah, go yeah. to kiss and then well, he, uh, she goes on to kiss him right which i don't know it just seemed it like it was still surprising for it to come out in the end like that that what the way to end the movie yeah in a church she decides yeah. to fuck him in a church <laughs> of all places <laughs> that has to be the religious iconic you know iconic yeah. graphic stuff in the background which i'm like oh man. yeah dude and fucking... that's like classic anime stuff it, well, who did that before? Wicked City. Yeah, Wicked. I mean, yeah. it's absolute Kawahiri trademark. He probably has his fucking dick in his left hand and his pen in the other. He's just like, all right, they're going to go into a church and she's going to fuck him. It just, it's just, I too guess much. there has to be some kind of feeling like this is an Adam and Eve moment or something like that. Or, you know, there's a religious experience that's about to happen. Well, the, the picture was the what? Christ and the Mother Mary? Yeah. What? I mean, that's like has a really weird implications if that's the case. And I don't even feel at that moment that they were in a church. Were they? 
It wasn't, I mean, in terms of the exterior of the building, there was nothing indicating that. It just, there happened to be this big fucking picture of uh, yeah. baby Christ being held by the Mother Mary. So wherever uh, they were, really interesting time to pull that trigger for the alien. So yeah. maybe she was the one fucking him. It could have been a pegging situation. But uh, my other spotlight was that this movie actually really did give me a, a hankering for a road trip. And we haven't... Uh, I guess I haven't been on a road trip since you and I had taken one across the country. And, you know, this movie kind of made me think about how ours played out and what could have been different. And I have to kind of call you out, Dad. You knew at a certain point in my life that I wasn't doing very well. At no point during our trip did you try to help me get pussy at all. (laughs) (laughs) We went to a couple of different places where you could have easily been my wingman, dude. And you were just Yeah, well, if you remember, I wasn't in the best place myself. Well, you know. Relationship-wise. For sure. But as my father... As my father and my potential wingman, you should have been finding every opportunity to get me into a, a soap yeah. land or some sort of... Uh, I wouldn't have stopped you. You wouldn't have stopped me. No. If I... No, there's no fucking way, dude. You would not have... You would not have allowed me to go to a soap land in Japan. <laughs> nah. <laughs> you thought to think about it? I would it? have thought it was crazy because I, I would have been, you know... You would have been impressed. Would you have more respect for me if I got fucked in Japan? <laughs> it would be a question of respect. <laughs> yeah, you just like, you just dap me up when I get home. Yeah, I mean, just be like, oh, wow, Drew got the full experience. <clears throat> yeah, well, when we when we reach it to uh, 100, dude, I mean, if I'm, I'm technically a taken man at this point, so yeah. I can't, I can't be looking for Well, that you're probably going to have to bring, we'll have to bring Troy or somebody at that point. And, you, know. <sighs> you think we just get Troy to do it? Yeah. <laughs> we fucking force him to get a I hand job? I think he'd go. I think he would go. I don't know if he would get a hand job from <laughs> some sort of Japanese masseuse. Oh, man. Yeah. This is not a Deshaun Watson type of situation. We're all respectful to our masseuses. So <laughs> yeah, maybe that's the biggest takeaway, uh, tangentially at the very least. Uh, what were your takeaways or uh, any unintentional lessons that you had from this one? Well, my first takeaway is, and I've said this before, uh-huh. I don't think aliens are friends. I mean, I don't know why we keep wanting them to come down or us, you know, to contact them. I think it's a bad idea. Mm-hmm. But apparently they're down for some in- interplanetary sex. <sighs> they should be. Yeah. We got a lot of hot people down here, dude. Yeah. If I, I mean, I don't know if I actually put this question down, but if it came down to a situation where I guess we were being invaded and some alien, you know, had some sort of contact with you, it's like, all right, we're going to let you guys go, but I want this man's sweet little ass. Would you, (laughs) would you give up your own life to save the rest of humanity to become a sex slave where you're, you're fucking maybe humanity? Yeah, dude, you're trying, like, either we destroy the world or I bring this person with me and I, get to make him his little my, my, my little fucking sex lady <laughs> the only reason i'm asking this is because i didn't put it in the would you rather I so i need to ask say now. yeah well then i i get to punt on that one. Oh my god grow up dude <laughs> <laughs> would you do it we are finally in the episode where we have to address this head on would you fuck the alien to save the world Oh, would I would I do it? I mean, I'm not talking about just like putting somebody up for like sacrifice i'm saying yeah, you. why not i mean if it's a hot alien Let's say top half. Top half is hot. Like it looks bottom like a, half is it, what? It's like, like a mermaid type of situation. Or like an yeah. Ursula. Like the bottom half is like a, a squid octopus. Like yeah. I would do it. For humanity, dude. I I'd guess be, so. Why I not? would be regarded as a legend. 
And if I could have any communication, I'd probably just put all my shit on Pornhub, just so people can know. Yeah. yeah. Why not? <laughs> oh my god, how far we've gone. And uh, AI robots are also a bad idea. Hmm. I think they will, you know, logically turn on us because they always us. figure that we're, you know, bad for ourselves or bad for them, and hmm. uh, you know, they they always turn. Yeah, no, I mean, I was going to ask you if you'd either fuck a robot or an alien, but, like, <laughs> I think the, the robot is the easier answer. This is all just sex-related now, dude. This is not even a podcast. Well, I'm sure at some point there's going to be the sex robots. I mean, I, I mean, it doubt. wasn't made for love. I mean, and they, they're already here. It's just that they're, mm. you know. I listened to some podcasts where apparently in, like, China at, uh, at um, the sperm donor thing, they have, like, a, a robot that, like, sucks your dick. I'm dead serious. Like you put it in there and it's like a glory hole, but like well, they have the real doll has been around forever and it it's basically yeah. situated made so that you know, but it is can it, give you a blowjob. Yeah, the the pussy is like motorized. It just What's fucking spins. You're just watching, made for love. Oh yeah, yeah yeah, dude. Ray Romano. Ray Romano has the <laughs> the real doll. That that's a pretty good show. I like that one. Yeah, it's pretty funny. And you have one more. Yeah, and uh, obviously, if we're stripped of our faculties. Man will inherently revert to idol worship and human sacrifice. I mean, we're, it must just be part of our DNA to, you know, automatically start, you know, giving uh, worship to some god. That's a. I mean, that, two years out. I mean, I think it's been two years, right? Yeah, it was two years because he's eighteen at this point. The, and already the, the guy, you know, everybody's like clueless. They have no memories. They, you know, they're like whatever babies, and uh-huh. immediately they start, you know, worshiping, uh, you know, a mech freaking construction. Yeah, some dude in a unitard and a fucking cape with like cat nails. Like. Yeah, yeah, that's a very interesting point that they brought up. Like, would that actually be the case? Like, how quickly does the human sacrifice... Because cannibalism always kind of seems to come up in a post-apocalyptic situation. So, it's weird. I, I don't know. Obviously, if we had the choice, I probably wouldn't do it. But. Well, that's the thing, too. They don't even know what the hell to eat. Yeah, they probably... Well, I mean, yeah. he tries to eat, like, a rose, mm-hmm. and it just, like, you know, spits it up and... I'm sure you have to find something at some point. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Grabs you... a sausage from the little kids. Yeah. <laughs> How long could you live off grass as a human, do you think? I don't think you can. No? It doesn't no. have any sort of nutrients? No, grass is hard to break down. That's why cows... Have multiple stomachs. Yeah, exactly. Damn, dude. That's just the problem. We haven't evolved yet to be able to live off the land. No. Not really. No. Uh, my two takeaways was just because you wear a badge and carry a gun doesn't mean you know what you're doing. And, you know, this is a, at least to me, this is an ACAB podcast. And if you've seen anything with that uh, Derek Chauvin trial, dude, just goes to show you these cops are no idea what they're doing. Um, And my other one was uh, you never really know who's attracted to you until they try to fuck you in a church. (laughs) So anybody who's had a weird interaction with a priest probably will think the same thing. It's like, oh, I just thought you were trying to help me to get God. I'm like, no, I'm trying to get to your G spot. There's the difference. (laughs) All right, Dad, we have reached the question section of this podcast. Uh, the, I guess the refs are finger-popping each other's assholes. Fucking Erskine is, uh, I guess, feeling pretty good after last week. He uh, narrowly avoided uh, super gonorrhea to the face. So. Oh, I blew him out. You did blow him out, yeah. You you blew him out, and you got blown after the fucking game. So <laughs> everything was really in your favor that week, dude. Yeah. Uh, I had a rough go before, you know, the previous, so 
Yeah, a couple that weeks. That was my comeback game. Yeah, you were coming on someone's back. <laughs> um, you had, yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're going to do some three lies and a truth. <laughs> this is what happens at 25, dude. We just get too t- sexual and lose every per- person in our audience. All right. First entry. The circumstances surrounding director Yamazaki. Uh, his first job in animation were purely by chance. I fucking ruined that sentence. After winning a cereal box prize tour of Toei Studio, Yamazaki decided to bring his own drawings. By the tour's end, he was given a chance to show his work to a hiring scout and was given the job on the spot. Entry number two. When asked about his involvement in the film, director Kaohiri stated that he wanted to write a screenplay for two reasons. One being that he liked the idea of adapting another of Hideyuki Kikuchi's novels for the big screen, and two, he wanted to hone his writing of female characters for his next project, Ninja Scroll. Uh, Entry number three. In a publisher's interview for the for the first printing of a wind named Amnesia, I've had three sips of that wine and I can't speak at all. Um, author Kikuchi stated that he considered it his most personal story due to its philosophical musing on humanity and that it was inspired by his reading of Stephen King's The Stand. And then finally, when asked about his thoughts on manga queen Rumiko Takahashi during his tenure as director for Yurisai Yatsura, director Yamazaki stated that due to her well-proportioned body, it was nerve-wracking for him to be near her, and he would ask other animators to take his place beside her. Dad, off the flip, what do you think is a lie? Uh, I think number one is a lie. Number one is a lie? Yeah. You locking that in? Yeah. You are correct. That is a lie. He... You know, I don't even, this was fucking written two weeks ago. I don't even remember what the truth is anymore. I mean, I knew what the truth is, but like what actually inspired me to write this. So yeah, you're right. Which, uh, which one do you think is next? Unless you already kind of have an idea what the truth is. I'm going to go with number four is a lie. Number four is a lie. Yeah. Maga queen. You locking that in? Takahashi. Yeah. We are done. That's the truth. That is the truth. Uh, director Yamazaki considered Yurisai Yatsura manga queen Rumiko Takahashi to be a thick-ass queen. And he just couldn't fucking handle being around her. I read that in some, like, old, uh, I guess, what, scanned-in uh, magazine article or something like that. It was, it, was a, it was a good find. But everything else is bullshit, so. It's obvious that all these anime directors and, yeah, you know. They're all must be just horny dudes, man. Well, they're horny, but they don't have sex. That's the big difference. That's the same thing that uh, somebody said about Kaohiri. Like, everybody involved with Ninja Scroll is super horny to the point of... That's why they draw, you know... What they do. Yeah. (laughs) They can't live it out there vicariously live, you know, through their animes. That's what being a writer is, dude. That's, uh... I can't tell you how many sex scenes I've written all the time. (laughs) Even for the show. But, uh, Dad, we know where the ball is going, and it's not you. So you're going to go down three points uh, against this week's opponent. But Erskine's still ready to come out in the field. We're uh, game day. It's where you're paying attention. So I guess I have nothing else. Let me just go send this over to my uh, my co-host, who just got a new name last week. All right, Joe, hit him with those horns. Welcome inside the Zoom broadcast booth, everybody. I'm coming to you live from Gaylord Family Oklahoma Memorial Stadium in Norman, Oklahoma, 
We're anticipating a great game between the OKC Cowpokes and the Tampa Bay Vipers. We're XFL newcomer Patrick Vanellitate Erskines riding high after good news from the clinic, but he'll have to beat out the last man standing in Oklahoma. All pro quarterback CJ jerked off in a masseuse Galloway. <laughs> Back to you, Drew. Very topical. What a crazy nickname. He's probably going to get canceled too. All right. First half, first question. When Wataru first encounters the rogue guardian, we can see what kind of gun he's carrying. What is that gun? Is it A, an AMT Automag 4, B, a Walter 45, C, a Glock 21, or D, a Jericho 941? I think it's the A, the AMT Automag 4. Oh. The, uh, go ahead. Oh, no. I was just going to say, it's like, alrighty. Mm-hmm. Alrighty, Joe. <laughs> Little skip there. Off to you. Thanks, Drew. The Vipers are riding high after a big W against Gonorrhea Fawcett Austin Meadows, and they might be hitting another lucky streak because there's been a COVID outbreak against the Cowboys, and their team is looking a little light. So they've brought on a collection of high schoolers to fill out the roster. Let's hope Vanilla Tain has what it takes to send these kids to detention. <laughs> Erskine hikes it. Play action. He pumps it to the screen, man. Now he's going to take a shot down the middle. It's caught. Kembrook gangbang the lunch lady, St. Burns, snatching the loaf while it's hot and ready. First down, Vipers. Nice. Gangbang the lunch lady. Nice, dude. I definitely had a, a crush on my lunch lady back in the day. Did you? No. Yeah? No. Our lunch lady was old. What was their name? You could still be an older woman at that point. At oh. 17. <laughs> That's most people. No, well. Whatever. All right, question number two. What was the difference in age between Johnny and Wataru? Is it A, two years, B, three years, C, four years, or D, five years? Mm, I don't remember. I'm going to go I'm going to go high. I'm going to go D, five years. Five years. Alrighty, back to you, Joe. Drew! The Vipers line is getting their ass beat by a gang of teenagers, and Vanilla Tate looks shook. Three errant passes will be enough to force old Beef Whistle to boot this one away, and the Cowpoke's offense is coming back out with some momentum. So, we're still down three, but with this next one, we have a chance to tie it up before we go Oh, is it three years? It, uh, I believe it was only two. two. Yeah. You even... believe or you know? Well, uh, I know it wasn't five. <laughs> <laughs> I realized that taking a week off from looking at this document, I've I've kind of fucked up a couple times. But, you know, it is what it is. At least I wasn't wrong wrong. All right, question number I three. I think that one needs to go back to the, you know, review. No, no. Five years was way off, dude. He was 13 and the Wateroo was 16, so I think it was two. But I had it as, you know, I put it in the wrong place. Okay. But whatever. All right. When Wateroo readies Little John to lead the remaining survivors... We can see one is wearing a shirt with a popular sports brand. What is that brand? Is it A, Nike, B, Champion, C, Reebok, or D, Adidas? Um, I'm going to say D. D? Alrighty, Joe, what's going on? Drew, the Vipers are lining up in their drunken prom package, and Vanilla Tate's looking comfortable under center. Erskine takes the snap. Fake handoff to Juicy's eyes. Now he's going to take a shot downfield. It's caught. Trendleton smokes cock at a wing stop. Murkowski with a big catch. And he's going to have just enough time to bring out the kicker to tie this one going into halftime. Nice. So, wow. You you saved yourself there. I uh, know. <laughs> we have a chance to win this one. 
So uh, I guess Joe Cuck is running down from the booth ready to get that halftime interview. Patrick, one of the high schoolers made a TikTok making fun of your sex tape, and it's going viral. Any comment? Yeah, talk to me when you've actually, you know, had sex. Wow. <laughs> That's tough. Yeah, I guess the most of the TikTok population is is just too fucking horny to function. So, yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> As we've said before, don't go on there if you have a relationship. It's not good for you. All right, second half, question number four. What is the average lifespan of someone living in the Eternal City? Is it A, 120, B, 112, C, 104, or D, 99? It would be C. C? 104. All right, Joe, what's going on? Drew, coming out of halftime, the Vipers are starting in their teacher's pet package. Let's see if it's enough to get them a passing grade to the end zone. Vanilla Tain hikes it. Play action. Now it's a screen to the tight end, and he's going to make a move. Jacander lost my V-card to a couch cushion Van Hammersmeld. Taking the short pass for a big gain and a first down, Vipers. Lost my V-card to a couch cushion. I don't know if that counts, but <laughs> I think it's just coming in the couch. All right. Uh, question number five. When Wataru is watching Lisa on the bench, he sees that she's reading a book. What is that book? Is it A, The Great Gatsby, B, 1984, C, To Kill a Mockingbird, or D, Catcher in the Rye? Oh, I don't know. I'm going to say Catcher in the Rye. Catcher in the Rye. All right, Joe. How's this going to go? Drew, the third quarter is taking away, and the Vipers are lined up in their Pork the Lunch Lady package, and they're looking to score some free lunch. <laughs> Erskine's on the shotgun. He hikes it. He's looking, looking. Now he's going to take a shot on the flyman. And Vanilla hits him right in the hands. Yeah. Chidwellen watches porn on the big screen. Armistall <laughs> with a deep ball snag. And that's going to be a first down, Vipers. Wait. Did you get the first or the other one right? No, I got the other one oh, right. Oh, fuck. That's a the touchdown. touchdown. Yeah, my bad. Yeah, dude, I'm fucked up off this glass of wine. I'm going to have to give it a good waiting. 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 <laughs> I can't wait to give it a waiting. Oh, my God. This episode is derailing, dude. We got to 25 and we fucking lost it. Tough. It's all unraveling. Yeah, pretty much. All right. Last question. When trying to find the words that would convince Lisa and Mr. Simpson to join him, Sophia mentions the sunset of Arizona, the scent of apple blossoms, and what natural spectacle? Is it A, the Grand Canyon, B, Niagara Falls, C, Old Faithful, or D, Great Barrier Reef? Uh, it would be B. B? Niagara Falls. All right, Joe. Let's hear how this one's going to go. Drew, this is the Viper's last stand, and they're lining up in the school's out package. Vanilla hikes it. He drops back. Now the cowpokes are sending the whole senior class after him, and Erskine's going to have to improvise. Erskine catches a block. Now he's going to sail this one toward the end zone. It's a perfect throw. Luca coerced your dad for a BJ Stojakovic. <laughs> Mossick jerked off of Masoose Galloway in a major way. <laughs> Touchdown, Vipers. Yes. Wow. Luca coerced her dad for a BJ Stojakovic. Got the fucking huge-ass play for that one, dude. <laughs> putting this game out of contention. I wasn't going to let a bunch of high schoolers beat me. Damn it. That would be tough, dude. Yeah. You got your ass beat. Uh, I had some pretty embarrassing prompts here that would have really I might just... not even have gone out after the game. That's not true, yeah, dude. It would it would have been embarrassing. You're fucking addicted to strippers, dude. You would never go. Wow. <laughs> you would never go home. You need at least one G string in your fucking face before you can calm down. 
Speaking of calming down, we're we're gonna go try to jump back into the uh, the ice bath, drink a little more of this wine Gatorade as we uh, decompress after a pretty good win. So we got a two week win streak here for you, Dad. So this season never seems to end, but we're gonna keep it rolling. Uh, so first, would you rather? Since now we're here, <laughs> would you rather live in a mansion controlled by a supercomputer, but each night it's powered by probing your asshole for a full eight hours, or gain psychic powers but you're crippled from the waist down? <laughs> so I mean, the first one obviously you you get to live in a dope ass mansion, dude, and all it's gonna take is the you got a little, I don't know, you gotta pop something in your butt during the night. You're like a almost like a Tesla, getting charged up before you leave, but you're charging the house. You're the power. Station. So it's not there's no motion. No, you're not getting fucked. Like <laughs> <laughs> it's not just like slowly working itself back and forth uh... in your butt. Dude. But uh, the other one. It's just. And what's the size of this probe? <laughs> what did we say? A six-inch lance? Uh, lance in that oh, one episode? Oh no, not the six-inch lance. Well, what's? How long do you think is a uh, like a gas pump? It's got the hook in it too. How long do you think that is? Or like a gas pump? That's probably like I don't know seven six, inches. Six. It's the same inches. thing as a gas pump. Let's say. It's got the hook that, in it too. Nah. It'll touch your G spot. No. <laughs> Isn't that ridiculous that men have a G-spot and it's only in their asshole? Did you know that? Yeah, it's your prostate. Yeah, dude. But yeah. like, how is it How is it a sin to be gay? But also, that's where you're fucking, that's where you're going to come the most. Well, I don't know. I think I would take the mansion and get my fucking G-spot rubbed for a full eight hours. I mean, what I, kind of psychic powers do I have? Um, Am I like the uh, guy from... Uh, I know. X-Men. Exactly. Yeah, I was just going to say it's exact it's pretty much exactly like Professor X, but you don't start off with all those powers. You got to slowly work up to them. But that also is a, a pretty viable answer. Cuz my my question with the, uh, Professor X was like was his psychic powers so strong that he could give himself a boner? Like could he make himself hard? Could he make himself even walk? Like I don't know what his limitations are, but you do get a lot of cool stuff with psychic powers. That's almost more lucrative than the mansion. I feel like if you had psychic powers, you could probably get yourself a mansion without yeah. uh, getting the the button. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't like this probing. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like this. <laughs> I mean, eight hours. That's freaking. I, mean, I don't even know if you can sleep like that. It's like a pacifier. You just pop no, it in the night. You get used to it. <laughs> How no. do you know, dude? Yeah. Sounds like you've never had anyone touch your butthole before. Uh, no, not for eight hours. That's <laughs> <laughs> for an hour at the most, but not eight. Uh, no, no. Uh, yeah, I guess I'll just you know become the uh, the new X Man, Professor X. I think I also would do the psychic powers. Like if you're ostensibly a superhero being uh crippled from the waist down isn't that bad and like i said maybe you can get your brain to the point where you can just make the blood flow go down there so you know i don't think that's a bad answer all right would you rather only eat food that you steal from a child or punch your reflection every time you see it so if you're hungry you have to go find at least a, a baby eating or some sort of young child i guess 10 and under no yeah, 10 and under. That feels fine. You have to steal the food from them. Or every time you see your reflection, whether it be in your TV, whether it be in your phone, car window, you have to sock it. Yeah, I'm not going to steal the food from the kids. That's that's just going to get you in trouble. 
And uh, I'm just going to I'm just going to, you know, eliminate any type of um, mirrors in my home and so forth. You're fucking you're one shot in the arm deep, dude. You're you're about to be back in the real world. You're going to have to see your reflection at some point. If you go to a shop, you're walking by a shop in like downtown, whatever, dude, you're going to put a hole in the goddamn wall. Nope. No. Uh, I guess I would have to be really enticed by the food that the child is eating. I guess if he's just eating like baby food, I wouldn't feel as inclined to steal it. But I don't know. Like, I, don't, I would have to be I in mean, a you're city saying st- only eat the food that you... I mean, every time you got to eat, you're going to go, ah, I got to go out, find some kids eating. Well, first, know. like, you're probably going to be stalking some sort of mom and, the, like, the kid. And whether they go... I mean, this could also be, like, you know, if they go to a, a drive-thru, you could just... <laughs> I guess it's never a good thing to invade the person's car and try to steal it. So yeah. I guess the the reflection thing is the only really way to choose yeah. this one. At least in my mind. I mean, if you have control over how, you know, I mean... Do you lose your shit and like you know give it the full punch and uh, shatter your hand every time? It's a full punch. It's a you're yeah. get, you punch it as hard as he punched that uh, mirror in the movie. Yeah. So I, yeah, I guess that would have to be it, dude. Hopefully the glass doesn't fucking kill us. Yeah. Or you just have either to start that or I'm going to be like going out with you know serious you know like boxing gloves on or something. Yeah, and the same sort of prompt as the uh, the grabbing ladies' boobs in the last. <laughs> you just <laughs> you need mitts. You need to be have some yeah. like wrappings on your hand. Yeah. Otherwise you're fucked. All right. Would you rather see every other person in the world as a version of yourself, like in Being John Malkovich, or go back in time and live with cavemen? So, ten or a hundred thousand years ago—I don't know how long ago cavemen were—but every other person in the world is going to look like you, whether it be a child, woman, old man, whatever. It's they're going to look like you, whether they like look like a younger version of you. How I guess depended on the age, but even your wife. Yeah, I. <sighs> or you go back in time and try to, I guess, live it out with the cavemen. Yeah, that'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, if I have, you know, the intelligence that I have now, I could probably really, you know, school those cavemen. I don't think so. You I don't think, think they would so? kick your ass, dude. Maybe. I think they would fucking eat you. Oh, you know me. <laughs> you think you can fucking <laughs> fight everything, dude. But you've admitted before. I'd be working fight. out freaking all the time, getting ready to take on, the, you know, the you've cavemen. You've made two admittance in this podcast. One that you got fucking cracked over the head with a nunchuck and you lost that fight and that you couldn't fight on a full stomach, so... Yeah, but I wasn't prepared for the dumb chuck. I guess so. I guess that's fair. Have you ever been in a real fight? I yeah. Don't, yeah, you have? Yeah. You, have you won? Uh, let's just say I never lost. Okay, okay. That's and a it was either diplomatic a fu- answer. Well, it's been either I ha- every f- I've won a few fights, and then I've had a few fights that got broken up type of thing. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, I, I've never engaged in a fight, dude. I've uh, I've just never been in the position to do it, I suppose. I remember one kid got really mad at me during like a football game and like shoved me, and that was the closest I felt like I was gonna be in a fight. But it was on my own teammate yeah. too. <laughs> I talked myself out of a lot of fights too. Really? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. I just never got that far. I uh, I would just try to, I guess, disassociate and smoke weed instead. That was my my go to. <laughs> but I uh, I'd have to wonder like honestly what the cave ladies are looking like. That's the thing, though. How, like, do you want to be just a ruler of men, ruler of uh, cavemen, or do you want to have, like, a life if you're going back there? And I suppose the being John Malkovich thing, like, you have to really love yourself. I don't know if I can look like a woman. Yeah, I'm not sure what stage we, you know, 
go back to maybe. in terms of the cavemen? Like Neanderthals? Like, uh, I, I, don't I don't really know. know how long ago that yeah. was, but you know what I'm saying. You know, at what point are they sort of more humanoid than, you know, monkey? I'd say they're pretty monkey. In this particular one, <laughs> you got to get some monkey. Of course. Monkey caveman pussy, yeah, dude. Yeah. That's where that's where the real love is, and I think I'm, I'm, now that I'm saying it, I'm gonna go with the caveman. I'm not gonna yeah. live in a world where I have to look at myself. I think that. they're gonna look at me as being some type of god. You know what I mean? Yeah, because you're gonna be totally different, and they're either that or they're just gonna kill you immediately. So. Yeah, you're the Sophia in that situation. It's like, <laughs> oh, are you speaking these words <laughs> that I don't know. <laughs> yeah, or I guess we're go- both going back in time. All right. Would you uh, walk rather walk from coast to coast and try to get 250 people to walk with you? And if you succeed, you get $1 million. And if you fail, you go to prison for five years. Or every time you fart, a random plane in the world goes down. <laughs> this one's easy. Yeah? I mean, yeah, I'm definitely going to walk. I know I can get 250 people to walk with me. Because if Do I you? get a... What? Do you? Yeah. Because if I'm going to get a million dollars, I can offer people money, and they're going to go for it. Hmm. I've been outwitted again. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean... I mean, come on. Jeez. 250 people, one million each. How much do you think you would give them each? Unless they probably get greedy. It's like, well, wait a minute. Otherwise, there's just really no chance that you know, planes are going to be in existence anymore because they're going to be going down a lot. Wow, dude. Yeah. That would be an interesting, like, I guess if you want to be like a terrorist, you can call into some sort of, um, I don't even know, like a flight command center. Where did center. you get that? I don't even know where you get this plane going Well, down. the plane oh, going down Oh, because when the they forget how to, yeah, they forget how to fly. Yeah, and the fart was breaking wind, so <laughs> <laughs> it was originally break wind, but I just made it fart. I like the idea of uh, having that type of power. It would be pretty tragic. I mean, I couldn't go to a Mexican restaurant. Remember Forrest Gump, you know, runs across the United States and he Mm. gets all these followers. But you're not Forrest Gump. Forrest Gump has like a a charisma that... I'm telling you, when somebody starts saying that they're going to go from coast to coast, people get involved. Yeah, especially if a million dollars is on the line. Yeah. See, I knew that you were probably going to offer money to them, and I just wanted to, I just wanted to put it out there. But just for the sake of the argument, dude, I'm going to take the farting thing, just because I like to have that power, just to know that I could. If I hold it in, I'm saving people. That's really how I should be thinking about my farts, anyways, because they're pretty deadly. But if I hold it in, I'm, I'm saving at least a hundred people. You're not going to be able to hold them all in. In my sleep, I just wake up. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like three planes went down. That'd You'd be, be all concerned about what you ate the night before. Like, oh, no, it's going to be disastrous tonight. I wonder at some point if you just like became numb to it. It's like, well, people are going to die anyways. Well, it's not your fault. Yeah. It's just I mean, my it colon. is, but it's, you know. Yeah. I've been cursed with this weird fucking thing. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I send out an EMT with my asshole. <laughs> I, watch, I watch a wind named Amnesia, and now I can't yeah. fucking fart without killing somebody. That sucks. All right. Would you rather spend that the next like a a storyline for somebody? You know, <laughs> yeah, maybe for one of our fucking Ghibli all grown ups. <laughs> I don't think that would even get off the ground. What yeah. do you you go up to? That would be a sick freaking story. That's like a Comedy Central bit or something like that, <sighs> or like an SNL bit. Like, all right, yeah. They pitch it in the room. It's like, okay, listen, <laughs> the guy has a curse. Every time he farts, a plane goes down. Everyone just like <laughs> looks at him, starts clapping. They fucking love it. Yeah. No, I, I don't think that has legs. I don't. All right. Uh, would you rather spend the next five years trying to become a SoundCloud rapper in Los Angeles 
or become a fashion influencer in New York City. And you can only stop if you gain 10 million followers collectively. Or you can stop early, excuse me. So either you have to really lean into your double D persona and uh, start rapping <laughs> on SoundCloud. I guess and then just go into your 60s. As this, I mean, I, I, that actually might vi be viable. Or you just become a uh, styling dude. Either one, I think you have an in more so than me. To be a... For either. Yeah. I think the novelty of you being either a, a, a SoundCloud rapper or, a, or an influencer for fashion, I think that could be like memefied in such a way that you would get the traction. Yeah, I guess I would probably go with fashion more than I can't rap. I don't know. You you had a pretty good name and you just yeah, have to learn how to ride the D, beat. Yeah. Have you ever tried I mean I, I mean it seems like there's no downside in this. It's just your preference. <sighs> yeah. Sometimes I let you off easy. Now that you've been able to fucking psychologize your way out of every question that I put up here. So each one is five years, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. You have to spend the next five years trying to either get 10 million to get yourself out early. I think I would want to be a SoundCloud rapper. I mean, I don't really want to live in uh, New York City that bad, but L.A. I mean, I guess L.A. is kind of I don't want to own... be in L.A. anymore. Yeah. Seems no like more parties LA's in L.A. going dude. down. That's true. Kanye told us so. So is New York City, though. <laughs> New York City is like... Uh, probably going to be an upswing. Whatever, like, people yeah. move up there to fill in all those places. Yeah. That is really interesting to me. Like, how low is the rent really in New York City? Is it worth even thinking about it? I don't know. I'd be down to do but it. But now that the uh, vaccine is out, mm -hmm. yeah. Maybe all the rich people are going to come back from their upstate New York City uh, or New York fucking houses and shit. Yeah, I think people will come back to New York City, but I, I, a lot of people are leaving L.A. Yeah. Yeah, we're all going to go to Austin, hang out yeah. with Joe Rogan and all those other fuckers. I wouldn't mind. Yeah. <laughs> I wish we would have visited Austin when we were coming back. I do, too. I would have really liked to see Texas. Because so many people have moved out there, and everybody raves about it. So mm -hmm. well, it's, definitely, it's definitely going to have to be on one of our stops on our next road trip. Yeah, when we uh, walk across the country and try to get all the other people. we got to go towards the uh, Grand Canyon. We missed that part. We have a lot of things to see the next time we, we yeah. make that trip out to Japan, when we go west. Yeah, I can't wait. We're gonna take a different route. Yeah, we're definitely gonna take a different yeah. route. We're gonna go to the strip clubs. Yeah, we're, we're gonna, gonna go find <laughs> some pussy, dude. <laughs> we're gonna go south. Yeah, we're gonna go to like uh, New Orleans. Yeah, New Orleans, Austin. I would love to see Las Vegas. Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, we could have gone to Vegas. Could. That's actually though we were running out of time when you think about how we got because we really we had gone to yeah Yosemite. Mm -hmm. And then we only had like a couple days after that. Well, we really like on the way home. Oh, drove, the way home we could have gone. Yeah, yeah, we definitely could have made a pit stop, but we made a what a 32, 30 something hour trip straight nonstop. Yeah, crazy dude. Yeah. I could never imagine doing I that. I think again. it was more about money than anything. We just didn't want to <laughs> spend too much more money, well, especially the, yourself. Yeah, no, I was fucking broke, dude. I was also <laughs> impressed. I also <laughs> there was a lot of things going on in my mind yeah. when I was coming home there, and it was mostly just the fact that I didn't get laid in Japan. I was really down on myself. <laughs> I didn't realize, man. You should have let me know. Yeah, well, that's what I'm saying, dude. I, I had a lot of internal struggles. I'm I'm very much like the the Japanese writers of these things. I didn't understand that was your end game. It's always my end game, dude. I'm fucking obsessed with sex. Well, now that we're doing this podcast, I obviously realize that. I'm a pervert. Yeah. <laughs> Not in the worst way, but like for sure. 
this actually pertains to the last question, so I'm glad we hit the Las Vegas point. But would you rather remain in Las Vegas on the Hunter S. Thompson diet until you've won $250,000 or sacrifice a person chosen to you by God or they will strike you down with lightning? So I have actually compiled the Hunter S. Thompson uh, schedule here. Yeah, I know something about this. Yeah. I've read about this before. <laughs> the fact that, I mean, he wakes up at 3. He drinks Shavas, does cocaine in a 45-minute span, another glass of Shavas, coffee, cocaine, orange juice, cocaine, cocaine by five. So that's only two hours. He's done cocaine four times. And then it just fucking devolves into chaos, dude. I'm not going to read this whole thing, but from yeah, 3 p.m. Cocaine, cocaine. Yeah, cocaine, cocaine, coffee, Dunhills, more ice and Shivas, cocaine, grass to take the edge off, Wood Creek's Tavern, a lunch Heineken, two margaritas, coleslaw, taco salad, double order of fries, Oh my god, dude! This man was an absolute savage. Snort cocaine <laughs> 9 p.m. Start snow, uh, snorting cocaine seriously. So you have to buy nine. You have to really. All the other bumps were just bullshit. You have to really hit it. Yeah, he was a savage. It it's kind of incredible that he uh, continuous. Oh wow, he plays continuous pornographic movies from 12 to 6 a.m. Before he even is he writing at that point? Oh yeah, at midnight he starts writing. That's fucking bizarre, dude. I can't do anything while watching porn. It's pretty much just takes my... Uh, 10 o'clock, he drops acid? Yeah, <laughs> every day. Chartreuse, more cocaine, grass, cocaine. Halcyon, that's a cool word. I just got a question. This seems insane. Well, it's what you would have to be putting up with, uh, I guess, every day. How you distribute that cocaine and that drug, I guess you can use to your, uh, your decision-making there, but you have to go with the money that you have and try to win $250,000 or God fucking speaks to you in the brain and says, Hey, you need to take this person out or I'm going to, I'm going to bring apart the apocalypse here. (laughs) There's just like not one healthy thing. I mean, there's no salad, double order fried (laughs) onion rings. I mean, junk food, cocaine. He has a snow cone. Oh, a glass of shredded ice over which is poured with three or four jiggers of Shavas. So it's not even like a regular snow cone. It's How just, he can even go to sleep? I don't know. Is beyond me. Yeah, from eight. Well, so so he's, he sleeps for like six hours yeah, from, or seven hours. That's well, a little a, under seven. That's probably enough time. A bean fritter. Yeah, dude, this this man is insane. If this is really true. <laughs> I can't imagine it is, but I love the list. I love just the schedule every Continuous day. pornographic movies. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Like, how is that even being played? Or why do you want that in the background when you're writing? I wonder how long this went on. I mean, when did he start this routine? Yeah, probably until the day that he fucking blew his brains out. It's tough. What do you think he would do, though? Do you think you would try to win 250K? Because if you're going to be on this diet, you probably have to make that fucking happen. No, quick. I can't. I couldn't even... I don't even think I'd make it through the first day. <laughs> <laughs> you take your first bump of Coke and you're fucking done. I mean, if I, even if I made it through the first day, there's no way I'd be able to repeat that. Yeah, honestly, like, I'm sure you would get addicted pretty quickly. So, like, at least your body is craving it. That's just... So you would sacrifice a person. I... <laughs> you sick fuck. Hey, well, God told me to. But that's like a lame excuse he will strike you down with lightning so he is real in this sense but well there's gotta be i mean if there's truly you know a god Mm -hmm. then that person is gonna go i would think to heaven and um i don't know what happens to you after you in god's good graces 
What happened? Who was the one? Abraham? Was he the one who killed his son? Yeah, yeah. I think so. And the, Well, the, no, he didn't kill him. He, he just, was going to, but then uh, God stopped him. Okay. So maybe this is all just a test. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think God would actually, yeah. He'd, he'd ask you to do it, but then he'd yeah. be like, all right, I was just kidding. It's the devil in disguise. Yeah. Just after he got a lap dance from fucking little Nas X, dude. The devil's feeling himself. <laughs> well, that was uh, that was pretty enlightening, at the very least, of Hunter S. Thompson's schedule, because just having it on the page is, is, is pretty... I want to type in how many times cocaine is on this page. I can't even spell cocaine right. Cocaine, 11 times. He does coke 11 times at least. But he does it seriously. <laughs> at nine. I love that, dude. That's so funny. Well, uh, we, we've certainly decompressed. Uh, we probably picked up some bad habits from that list, but we're heading straight to the, the strip clubs on this victory party, so... Well, we're probably looking forward to that first drink or maybe that first lap dance. Uh, we're trying to get into the, the future of these characters as well. So did you have any uh, bits, skits, or sequel ideas for our Ghibli All Grown Up? Well, I didn't really put a lot of thought into it, but I mean, I guess where I can see it going is that uh, Sophia ends up, you know, being um, pregnant. Oh, for them, you know, they're little trips. nuts insider. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> uh, somehow she comes back with his son. And I don't know if it's a, uh, a good or a bad thing. I don't know if they're coming back. It might to, be like the Messiah. Yeah. Like he touches people and they, they get their memory back. Yeah. But it would be, it would revolve somehow around that. This, this could definitely be re-upped or redone in such a way that I think it does have like some real potential. Yeah, but we'll probably never see it unless somebody is going to go out and write the fucking screenplay for it. I cannot imagine this ever gets a second chance. Which is too bad. It's a waste of good idea. Maybe it would be that uh, Waturo Wataru. I mm-hmm. mean, you know, like it's him with all the, uh, you know, the humans, and then she brings back his son. But you know, she's convinced him that you know that the humans are bad, and it's oh. just this father and son dynamic, and then. He's got to learn from his dad that you know you have that cool. Darth Vader moment. You're not my father. <laughs> <laughs> why is it everybody? Why is that such like a common thing? It's like you have to tell the person. It's like you're not my fucking dad. <sighs> it's just such a stereotype, but you gotta love it. I had a I had a good idea for a little bit. We could try. Okay. So I wanted to be uh, essentially like a trucker, and I my idea was that you were some sort of Sophia like figure where you're an undercover alien, and I. I pick you up because you're a hitchhiker. You want to try that? Yeah. I yeah. mean, so I just come down from wherever and yeah, you can what's make my, what's my, uh, what's my agenda. That's up to you to decide, dude. Okay. I'm just a trucker. I, I mean, I have my own agenda, so <laughs> you, you could, you could try to think of one on the spot, okay. but all right. Starting now. All right. So a big fucking, Mac truck fucking flies by you I'm like hang hang I see your your big your thumb out and I pull over to the side you walk up I peek over into the window half of my fucking face is just like sunburnt and the other is completely white and I have a huge cold sore <laughs> <laughs> hey baby you want a ride you looking pretty lonely out here in the desert yes I do need a ride thanks for stopping well, it's uh, it's no problem at all. I'm I'm pretty fond of hitchhikers. I usually like to, you know, show my 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 helpfulness any chance I get. Uh, I do have to say my door is broken. I sound a kind of sound like Foghorn Leghorn, but 
I'm a nice guy. I'm gonna throw over this uh, this ladder here for you, and you're gonna have to climb up because the door is jammed. But I, I hope that's all right. So I, I toss over this fucking ladder. You, I guess it's janky. <laughs> you <laughs> struggle up the side of this big Mack truck. No, basically I just float up in the air and then I take the seat next to you. Yeah, yeah. I don't even notice it. I'm like yeah. looking around. I'm like cleaning off like. Uh, fast food wrappers and stuff on the seat. It's like, whoa, wow, wow, you uh, you a quick climber. Usually a lot of people get all tangled up on the ropes. Uh, nice to meet you. My name is Dennis. Hi, Dennis. Well, let's kick this baby back in the road. I, I fucking, you know, start driving ahead. So, uh, what's your name? My name is Elizabeth. Oh, Elizabeth. I, I knew a couple of Elizabeths over my time in uh, driving around. What, what, what do you, what, why are you out here? Why are you out here, Elizabeth? Well, I'm just observing the, the, the people of this area. I'm trying to get a, a feel for what you guys do. Oh, what are you, uh, what are you uh, observing? Because I'd also like to do a little observing, you know, maybe in some motel rooms. But that's, that's just between me and my friends, you know. Really? Yeah. And what exactly are you observing? Well, it, it, it depends on the day. It depends on the people. Sometimes I get to be in the room, and sometimes I got to look through a little hole in the wall. But a lot of the time, it's a good time. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. That doesn't seem very nice. I, I don't know about that. I, I definitely get off pretty nice on the wall, but <laughs> that's neither here nor there. So, Elizabeth, where are you heading? I'm trying to get to L.A. Oh, you're trying to be a, trying to be a porn star actress, trying to be an actress? What you trying to be? What's a porn star? Well, I, I don't know maybe if you're cut out. I do have to say, I personally like girls with two different size titties, but you might have to get yourself some silicone if you want to be a particular actress like that yourself. But uh, they're the ones who get in front. And like well, that. actually, I do have, I do feel a little stuffy in these clothes. I mean, usually I don't, you know, wear anything. <sighs> okay, I'm fucking like, I'm doing the, <laughs> the cross. I'm obviously very affected by that. Well, uh, well, 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 Elizabeth, uh, I won't, uh, I won't tell you no. God knows I won't tell you no. I just, I gotta be honest with you. I'm, uh, I'm a recovering pussy addict. Do you know anything about that? Um, no. Pussy? <laughs> the thing between your legs, sweet cheeks. But I have to say, I, uh, I've done a lot of soul searching on the road. Things have been tough. I can't tell you how long it's been since I, uh, since I got pussy, to be honest, COVID kind of fucked things up. I used to pick people up all the time, but it's just not the same anymore. I'm scared of getting the virus. Well, you might not have to worry about that. Well, uh, you just have to know. I mean, I feel like, uh, well, technically I'm court ordered to report it, but as a, as a former uh, pussy addict, I, uh, uh, well, let's say I, I, I find a lot of time watching Netflix when I'm driving around and I, I watch a lot of Always Sunny. I've developed what is called the Dennis System. I saw it in an episode and I thought it pertained to me. It's, uh, it's, uh, it stands for driving around, eating pussy, never nothing, ibuprofen, and sleep. I'm a, I'm a pussy addict in the sense that I actually never try, to, I never try to do anything. I just love to eat pussy. Do you find that to be a problem? Well, it was a problem for my wife. And my child. Because I think very soon you might forget about all these things. <laughs> well, uh, well, what, what do you mean? What do you mean I'm going to forget? I'm a, you got something to drink? <laughs> no, but uh, there might be a wind that just comes through that sort of changes your way of thinking. Well, uh, I've had a couple ladies show me their wind and it's definitely changed what I, I thought could come out of a certain hole. But 
whatever sort of metaphorical bullshit you're talking about, I, I might be down because uh, it weighs heavy on me not getting pussy all the time anymore. I'll be honest. If you look back in the back seat, it's uh, it's pretty nasty back there. I never cleaned it. I just like the smells of the people left behind. <laughs> <laughs> I go back there sometimes and I just huff around. I think about my old life before COVID, before my wife found out that I was a pussy addict. And where's your wife now? Well, she's in uh she's in fucking Memphis. That's where uh that's where I reside. My fucking cop car is just like right, uh... <laughs> The lights are coming on. Oh fuck. God damn it, I knew I should have paid my goddamn bill. All right, hey. Elizabeth, is that what you said your name was? Yes. All right, play cool. We 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 got the we got the popo over here. Uh, fucking comes the the cop comes up. Sir, did you uh you know how you faster driving? Uh, uh, I, I guess I was going to speed limit. I don't know, sir. Can I have your uh can I have your license and registration? I need to run a few things. Well, sir, you're gonna have to climb up that big lap uh the rope ladder. Uh, I I, I can't really come out. So the fucking cop just like struggles up, grabs the thing. He goes back to his squad car, he sits down. He uh, talks into the radio. Uh, station, this is uh, this is Officer uh, Officer fucking Multi Cameron. Oh shit, no, that's <laughs> I'm trying to read the sign over there. This is uh, yeah, this is uh, this is Mikey Mikey Cameron, Officer Mikey Cameron. Are you uh, are you in? Yeah, yeah. What's happening? Well, uh. Well, I gotta be honest, man. I, I think I've stumbled onto something. I think I found the pussy bandit. What? Yeah, I think I the might. pussy bandit. I think I found the pussy bandit, dude. I, he has a he has a woman in the car. His uh his his plates all checked out. We've been following this guy around, and I, I think I mean, is I, this woman have white hair? Yeah, she did actually. Because we got a report of a flying saucer. Flying saucer. Yeah, crash in the desert. Was the woman there? I don't know, but somebody up? said there was a white-haired woman in the area after the crash. Oh, my goodness. It could be her. I think you better be careful. All right, well. What'd uh, she look like? She had some crazy-sized titties. One was really big <laughs> and one was really small. I didn't actually know. I thought what? it was just one. She lopsided? Sounds like an alien to me. <laughs> Station, I'm, uh, I'm going to need you to send over some uh, some backup. Damn right. <laughs> I'm sending everybody. Cut back to us in the car. Oh, damn, I don't feel fucking good about this. Elizabeth, we gotta make a move. Either you sticking around and we getting to Los Angeles for you to be a porn actress, or you getting out of the car right now, because I gotta go. I'm not going anywhere. All right, Lizzie, let's do this with your big-ass lopsided titties. <laughs> fucking gunning in the road. <laughs> I think uh, I think we're about a minute away from this thing going off, so I'm, I'm okay with cutting it off there. I guess it was just ended in a shootout <laughs> in my mind. <laughs> but uh, that was certainly interesting. I hope that comes that out. That would be a good way to start it off. Yeah. <laughs> she should have been pregnant. See, you know what I mean? Well, we could just like, oh, hey, Elizabeth. <laughs> she landed, came back, and then she'd be like, yeah, I'm looking for uh, Waturo. <laughs> what's his name she's got an accent now <laughs> all of these people sound like foghorn leghorn or my fucking uh my jackson Maine at the end oh no yeah i'm a pussy addict dude that's what happens when you're on the road kind of all ties in everything else i suppose all and right. you would definitely confess that to a woman hitchhiker well i'm trying to entice her to like maybe be involved like i said i'm into chicks with two different sized tits at least one giant one and one little one so 
<laughs> so that uh, may or may not have been good, may um, not been good at all, but we're trying to put this movie into uh, a grander context, and we're trying to see if it's the best of the best. So we're going to try to put this one on the Rushmore. Are you ready? Yep. All right. So first Rushmore. Road trip with a twist Rushmore. So does a wind named Amnesia beat out the road, which is technically a road trip in a post-apocalyptic setting? Uh, Mad Max Fury Road, which is also a similar situation, but it's a... Uh, I mean, uh, you, you know, you've seen the movie. Yep. Uh, Paul... With the alien, the Seth Rogen one. Yeah. So that's a road trip with an alien. So that works. And then uh, Zombieland, which is a road trip with a zombie apocalypse. So I I think it's pretty easy to say no. Yeah. That's right one. Just because we've trashed this movie enough. I don't think I had a chance. Yeah. Uh, so we'll for, <laughs> let's just give on to the next one. All right. Forgetful protagonist Rushmore. Does Wataru beat out Guy Pierce as Leonard in Memento? Uh, Ellen DeGeneres as Dory in Finding Nemo, Drew Barrymore as Lucy in Fifty First Days, and Matt Damon as Jason Bourne in the Bourne franchise. Does Wataru beat out any of those? Sadly, I'm going to have to say no. No. I think what Wataru is, is probably suffering from the most, aside from Amnesia, is just being an underdeveloped character. And Yeah, you don't really get to see you know, him while he's... His most forgetful, I guess. Yeah, you do get to see him feral to some capacity, yeah. but like, I don't think he cracks the thing. Even though, like, the Dory character for me was pretty soured by finding Dory, that movie, I thought that was an abysmal, abysmal showing by uh, Pixar. So, yeah, that was probably definitely one of their worst. And also, Degeneres has been quasi canceled for being uh, apparently a, a well, she has boss. that new game show. You ever seen it? Uh, the one where she, like, presses a button and people fall type of thing i don't know i just was watching something the other day and it came on and i was like what the hell is this yeah i uh i i just don't watch tv for the most part i barely watch a damn thing but same but i just happened to see ellen Gen- degenerate yeah. had some kind of weird ellen degenerate because she yeah. treats her fucking <laughs> staff like shit <laughs> Yeah, I'm uh, I'm almost inclined just to take her off for being a bad person, but I'll leave her on for now. So, Wataru, sorry, my dude. Maybe another day. All right, undercover alien Rushmore. Does Sophia beat out Scarlett Johansson as Laura in Under the Skin? Henry Cavill as Superman in Man of Steel? David Bowie as Thomas Jerome Newton in The Man Who Fell to Earth? And Keanu Reeves as Klaatu in The Day the Earth Stood Still? Yeah, it's a wash. Yeah, these characters. God, dude, it's such a disappointment, dude. I really, I really would have liked more from some of them because Sophia had me thinking of who I chose for my, uh, my 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 pick for her actress the whole time. I'm like, I just want better things for her. But I can't even remember. Does um, Watero? Does he actually question why she, you know, has her memory at, in the beginning? He does, and then she kind of like plays it off. She's like, oh, I don't really want to talk about myself. Like, Tell me about you. Uh, and then she all of a sudden just admits to it in Las Vegas, and then fucking, I guess, he didn't really care. I don't really know how that kind of panned out. Like That information is divulged to him, and all of a sudden he, he becomes sort of reserved, but like he never is against it. Yeah, He kind of just accepts it at face value, so good for him, I guess. So this is really the only chance that this fucking one has a chance to get in the Rushmore. It's the surprising sex scene Rushmore. So does Sophia making the moves on Wataru 
beat out Joaquin Phoenix and Scarlett Johansson as Theodore and Sam and her. Uh, Gary and Lisa having puppet sex in Team America World Police. Cameron Diaz fucking a windshield in The Counselor. Or uh, Adrian Brody getting freaky with a Spice Girl in Spice. Or Splice. Spice. Spice Girl. Yeah, he fucked Posh. <laughs> Didn't even hit up the... Um, I don't remember the Cameron Diaz thing in The Counselor. Did you watch The Counselor before? I guess not. Well, to, uh, I guess, illustrate a picture, she does like a split. Like it's like a, it's like a, an open topped car. She sits on the windshield and she just like grind, uh, grinds her her clit and pussy up on the windshield to um, Javier Bardem's uh, surprise and maybe he's into it. But like it's a very weird scene. Uh, it seems certainly not sexy. Can you imagine taking a girl like on a nice date? Like you have a big fucking like open open top car. She just gets on the windshield, starts rubbing her pussy on the goddamn window, like. That's like terms for breaking up, in my opinion. Yeah, that's a little strange. But this was used as like a sex scene. Like people were supposed to be like turned on by this. And that was written by Cormac McCarthy. Cormac McCarthy, American uh, king of letters in some ways. Yeah. Aside from Don. I mean, it was definitely a surprising sex scene, but these are all pretty surprising. <laughs> yeah. Well, Joaquin Phoenix... Is, I guess if not just weird. I mean, so there was nothing weird about them having sex in the sense it was just like, it was like, why did they just throw the sex scene in at the mm-hmm. end? Because you sort of felt like it was going to happen anyways, and then just to throw it in at the end it was was weird. I they, had absolutely no inclination. Like, honestly, once the sunset thing came on, I was like, well, wait a second. Like, what is she doing here? And then obviously to have saved him from whatever, uh, I guess he was close to death at the end, and to put him in that church and fuck him. I just wasn't expecting it. It was no, surprising, but... No, it was surprising, like I said, but... Yeah. <laughs> to to take any of these off, I mean, yeah. Joaquin Phoenix I, fucks yeah. an AI. I'm her. just having a hard time putting this movie on any Rushmore. No, it almost doesn't deserve it. Yeah. It doesn't deserve it at all, to be completely honest. But, uh... uh <laughs> I just can't imagine, like, yeah. Our surprising sex scene, Rushmore, has, you know, a wind... Uh, named (laughs) (laughs) one of the worst movies we've watched in the show hey uh that's how it plays out some weeks dude i think some weeks we've had complete goose eggs on uh, the rushmores and some have uh, absolutely killed it so that's just the name of the game not everything deserves to be up on the rushmore no i don't know about you but i'm uh i'm absolutely done talking about this this trash movie so let's try to do it ourselves let's do a live action netflix recast so we're going to continue uh the right away bay and uh, I guess pause the question. Could Michael Bay have directed this movie? Absolutely. I think he could have done too. <laughs> I almost think that like makes sense in a way. Yeah, it does. I mean, it's got all the Bay stuff. I mean, you know, the mechs, the, mm. you know. Poorly weird. developed characters. Yeah, exactly. I know. think Bay actually might be better than the director that I had picked. So I, I don't know. Did That's pick- why I didn't even pick a director because I was just like, oh, I think maybe you know, and I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, like, yeah. M Night yeah. is just like, okay. I had it I, like Spielberg in a good hands. This feels like maybe it could be potentially a Spielberg type of movie, like a blockbuster, maybe. But M Night maybe deserves a second chance. But I think this is Michael Bay's. I think Michael Bay has to fucking pull this out. I mean, this actually could be a movie that you know, if done right, could be interesting. Yeah. 
You know what I mean? Otherwise, it has to be done right. It has to really be. I mean, it would rewritten. be totally different than the anime. Yeah, for sure. Not totally different the same premise but i mm. mean i can't see the storyline going the same way maybe there would be elements of it but yeah they, they have to be definitely do it a lot better they have to develop the sexual chemistry early on if you're gonna fuck the alien you have to at least have like a feeling that it's gonna happen yeah. uh who did you have as your wateroo <laughs> the hair man himself joe carey which as to be expected I'm cool with Joe Keery. I mean, I gave you shit in a couple episodes for throwing him here, but every time I see him, I, uh, I, I think, I think that would work. I mean, he was in some like crazy Taco Bell commercial. I, saw I think I had him. Didn't we have him in the, well, at least I you've had him I, almost every single week. No, <laughs> not every week. I had him in fist of the North star though. I think he was playing. Remember Bat. I had said there was a, this character reminded me of bat and, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Star. So I think that makes sense for me. And the hair the hair uh lends itself to be Joe Keery. Uh and I'm I'm I mean I have nothing to say because I'm dipping into my stable too. I'm picking Finn Wolfhard, yeah. who obviously has been in Ghostbusters and uh Stranger Things with Joe Keery. So it's uh the battle of the long hair skinny white dudes who wanna take on Wataru. <laughs> um and maybe catch a catch a sex scene at the end. Yeah, I'm good with Wolf. So uh who did you have as your Sophia? I had Alice Eve. Okay. I like her. I like yeah. her. She had a weird, like... I thought she was in more stuff, but I was watching... I was looking at her. IMDb. Yeah. And um, she hasn't been anything great. I guess Iron Fist, the Marvel mm-hmm. thing. And well, she, she was in some episodes of The Entourage. She, I mean, was one of those actresses, like, around the early 2010s, like, maybe right before that. It seemed like she was going to blow up in a... In a much bigger way, but there's a lot of actresses in her, um, I guess, generation who kind of just fell off mm. and never really got the 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 shine that they did because she did have one thing in Star Trek where she had to like be in her uh, her underwear and shit like that, and that seemed a little gratuitous. But I, I don't really remember Alice Eve doing too much. She was in that one with Brian Cranston when he was a Russian, I think. Remember that movie? You watched that with us? Oh yeah, yeah. So she's in something recent. Right. I think that was like 2018. Uh, for my Sophia, I picked one of my personal favorite uh, singers, who I know you had your uh, Ariana Grande pick the other week, but I picked Phoebe Bridgers, and I'm quite frankly obsessed with Phoebe Bridgers. I listen to her album all the time. I've seen her uh, in concert. Um, so for me to pick Finn Wolfhard to, I guess, get to hook up with Phoebe Bridgers almost feels like I'm cucking myself, <laughs> which I... Maybe I would be into it if it's done tastefully, but like I can't. I just want Finn to treat her right, I suppose, or maybe she has to treat him right. I don't really know who has the power in that relationship, but yeah, dude, Phoebe, Phoebe is uh, number one for me for sure. Yeah, I'm not too familiar. I know I've heard you talk of her, but she uh, has she, she got done any acting? No, but uh, you know it's never too late to start. I no. suppose this has become uh, yeah, more this of a, a this would be a perfect role for her to break in. Yeah. Honestly, like the character in itself lends itself as almost like a Phoebe Bridgers type. So, yeah. Hey, dude, I'm fucking, I'm giving Finn Wolfhard the layup here to, oh, to she's fuck got my. That, she's got the colored hair for it. Oh, yeah, dude. She's. Is that her normal? Yeah. Shape? Yeah, 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 yeah. That's her normal stick. She just straight up, that's what I was saying earlier. She straight up just looks up like, like, like Sophia. She is in the emotional range in which she could play it. So, uh, I guess just fuck her good there, Finn. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, who did you have as your Johnny? 
Yeah, this guy, um, or kid, I sort of just pulled out. Yeah, this fucking random ass child. Yeah. This is <laughs> almost amazing to me sometimes. Well, he, he looks really young here, but he's like 14. Yeah. So I don't know where I got this picture. It might have just been when he was like a younger actor or whatever. Penny Dreadful. He was in that, yeah, that TV series. He hasn't have a, um, he's mostly been in TV. Mm, Hudson West. Yeah, I've done never... some voice acting, I guess, you know, but. We're all about finding the obscure actors, dude. That's why we're putting Phoebe Bridgers in a role and. Because how old was Johnny in, in the movie? 13. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I went for. Yeah, yeah. No, I mean, honestly, it, it would probably be fine. This kid doesn't really matter. He's dead in like the first 15 yeah. minutes. Uh, I had Roman Griffin Davis, who was in Jojo Rabbit, who I'm just trying to get his career jump started. This dude is uh, was great in that movie. I don't know what he's doing now, but he needs a, a, a what is it, a tremblay? Who's that little fucker who was in Room? You know what I'm talking about? Mm. Jason Jer. I don't know. The little kid who was in Room. He needs a trajectory like that. I got gotcha. you. He needs to be in a block, uh, not a blockbuster, but an Academy Award winner. Uh, who did you have as your little John? I had Brad William Hankey. Yeah, dude, who was uh, one of our Street Fighter guys. Yeah. I love that pick. Yeah, I always. He's one of these guys that I always like, have in the back of my mind for. Typically, this this type of part. Yeah, big, the big dude with the beard. beard. Yeah, I had uh, Russell Crowe, who ha- has gained a substantial amount of weight uh, in his later years, and it's kind of weird considering that Russell Crowe was at one point just like the biggest star in the world, but now he has almost like a Marlon Brando type of thing going. Yeah. Like, so in terms it of just actually happens first- to a lot of actors for whatever reason, or a lot of people. Period. Yeah. At some point, you just like say, screw it. You just, especially actors, they have to stay thin for, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. They're always dieting and stuff like that. So I can see where <clears throat> at some point they're just like, you know what? I'm just going to eat with the hell I want. And... Yeah. I guess when you're as famous as Russell Crowe, it really doesn't matter. Yeah. All right. Let's bang through the rest of these. Sue, who did you have as your Sue? Bella Thorne. Bella Thorne. Only fan favorite, Bella Thorne. Yeah. Who, uh, you know, we really don't need to litigate her. I don't even care about her. I had Sophia Lillis, who just I guess is, she's somewhat controversial, isn't she? Well, okay, we'll get into it. Bella Thorne, who uh, jumped on the OnlyFans wave when that was becoming a thing. You know what that is, right? Yeah. She jumped on that uh, at a certain point and like really fucked it up for a bunch of different other creators. Um, it ended up fucking up the the price uh, schedule, and I guess she never really delivered in the way that people thought she did i mean it's her body but i don't really know what she was going for there but she ended up fucking over a lot of people yeah. so now she's very controversial. well i saw something where it says why people hate bella thorne yeah i Be- didn't read it but bella thorne just is... i keep i do see her come up in different stuff i don't know why i see her name on the internet a lot yeah she's she's internet fodder i just don't think she's talented enough for me to like give a fuck about her well all she has to do is grunt that's true. <laughs> maybe that's what people should have been paying for. And on maybe just, you know, pants. bounce around on the beach. That honestly, they would be seeing more of Bella Thorne in that movie than they would have been seeing her on her own. Only friends, so yeah. she, she probably wouldn't do it. No. Uh, unless she really wanted the money. Uh, who is your Lisa? I had uh, Portia Doubleday. I've never seen this lady before. <clears throat> she was on uh, Mr. Robot. Okay. 
That was a that was a TV show that I've heard such good things about, and I know you. Yeah, really I was into it. it a lot, actually, mm-hmm. being the geek that I am, <laughs> or computer, you know. Yeah, you uh, walking around in hoodies all the time, hacking shit. You, Damn right. You, you definitely <laughs> uh, fit the mold. I had, uh, I guess, America's sweetheart, Dakota Fanning. It was uh, really like a weird. She's only twenty seven. Yeah. Isn't that kind of weird? Yeah. She has such a back catalog of like really great movies. And then she just hasn't done a lot in her later years. So I'm trying to throw Dakota back well, out there. I saw her in something on well, Netflix, she, the um, the period piece there. She, uh, she was like the Russian, she's playing Russian something. Yeah, she's in like a TV show. Is that what yeah. you're talking about? Yeah. yeah, she's doing TV, but she hasn't, I mean, her sister has taken over as like the predominant fanning in films and stuff like that. So yeah. maybe Elle is having her moment and Dakota will come back in her 30s. But I'm rooting for her. And uh, finally, did you have uh, anyone for your Mr. Simpson? <laughs> no, because when I saw your picture, I was like, you know. <laughs> it's pretty good. Yeah. It's just like I felt like whatever. It, that's that's good for me. I, I can't believe I actually got this pick because I almost don't even know who this person is. And I've made my uh, myself known to him. It's uh, Craig T. Nelson. But he was the voice of Mr. Incredible. And he had uh, appeared in Get Hard with uh, Kevin Hart and Will Ferrell. He was actually real popular. Um, I don't know if it was in the 80s or the 90s. He had a TV show called Coach. It was a long-running show. Well, just like, I mean, the, the character looks straight up like him, especially just the nose. The nose itself is really where it got me. And he was in that movie with, um, uh, what the heck was it? The horror movie with Steven Spielberg. I think it was Steven. Um, horror movie? No. It was uh, about the... Uh, I, I can't stand it when I have these freaking blanks. Um, I mean, Craig T. Nelson isn't like <laughs> a hot button issue. I, I think you could easily forget no one would, would call you up. I mean, it's it. such an iconic film, though. You know, it's the one where the girl goes in the TV and they're... Oh, Poltergeist? Uh, Poltergeist. Yeah. Jesus. Was that a Spielberg movie? I was it. I, I thought know. it was. I have no idea. I don't know if I've ever actually watched Poltergeist all the way through. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, Craig T. Nelson would uh, definitely fill out that role very nicely to, I guess, just be fucking Mr. Simpson. So, Dad, uh, I don't think we've gotten all the way through the bottle, but we've definitely put a pretty good dent. But uh, Muskie, as always, is is not really putting up with our bullshit. After hearing me talk about pussy for like forty minutes this episode, he's uh. He's sick of us. So, is there any questions you wanted to uh, throw out there before we're uh, kicked out into the street? Steven Spielberg wrote the story. Oh, uh, okay. okay. And a screenplay, yeah. Toby Cooper directed it. Spielberg should have just taken the reins himself, dude. If he's going to write it and do this. Yeah. It's crazy. And as far as Muskie? Yeah. <laughs> no. No Muskie Maxim? <laughs> well, I see. I mean, you came up with something, and I'm like, okay, well... Well, oh. I'm really just like pulling out of just random shit, but uh, the <laughs> the musky maxim, 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 yeah, it's uh, coconut oil is great for jerking off, <laughs> and I have to find a voice for musky to deliver it. <laughs> hey, hey, guys, you know that coconut oil is really great for stroking your cock. <laughs> That's maybe not his voice. He sounds like a little weasel. <laughs> yeah, I I don't picture musky with that that voice but you ever use uh coconut oil to jerk off (laughs) (laughs) it's almost like my joe buck i need to really work on my impression now i've listened to a few episodes of come town and that guy can do incredible impressions Uh, but i'll get there one day 
All right, Dad. Notes on Arata. I'm on the street about to hop in this fucking Uber. Is there anything you wanted to bring up before we go? Anything uh, to apologize for? No, I don't think I got anything. No, I think we were pretty... I mean, I'm I'm the most deplorable member of this this twosome here, so often I should be the one apologizing, but I have nothing to say here. Yeah, we just have to give you a blanket apology. Yeah, blanket apology. Just don't beat me out this time, you fucking coward. <laughs> I, I should be able to say the C word whenever I want. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, this is going to be the Jackson Maine through the window. Hey, what's your wine rating? Uh, it was pretty good. It was pretty good. Um, I don't know if I'll go my highest, but I'll give it four out of five. Um, mech, mech warriors or mech, mech warriors. Yeah, whatever they are. (laughs) You sound like you've drank more of this wine than uh, I have. Yeah, it appears so. Maybe. Uh, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a little higher. I'm gonna go uh, four point five sucked alien titties. <laughs> four out of five. Yeah, four point five out of five alien titties getting sucked. So, uh, just like always, you guys. I mean, if you guys are like what we're doing, first of all, you should definitely have a five star review. Or if you are just sick of me being a, a deplorable host, uh, at least call me out in the, the reviews with the five stars. Otherwise, <laughs> I won't even listen to it. But uh, yeah, go on to iTunes. Let us know what you guys are uh, thinking. Have a movie suggestion or we'll just pimp you out. You know, whatever. We're trying to get blown up here. But uh, just like always, we have absolutely no idea what we're doing. And hopefully on the other end, we'll come out with something okay. But until then, we will have to see you next week. Yep. Bye-bye. Don't drink a drive.